0: Okay, welcome to the Kerry Dixon Show with the the man, the legend, Mister Kerry Dixon. How are you, mate? You all right?
1: I'm fine, thank you, Dave.
0: Excellent stuff. Uh, now, did you did you enjoy the Burnley game last week? Because it was quite a. I mean, we did expect it to to be tough, didn't we? But uh, I don't think I expected Burnley to play as quite as well as they did. I mean, did you see it like that?
1: Well, we, we did say on the show last week that, um, you know, there's no gimme in, in the Premier League and it's, it's not going to be easy and there's going to be, you know, a bit of physical and Chelsea need to expect that. Um, did I enjoy it? I At the end of the day, I'm a big believer also in, in um, a point away from home in the Premier League is good. Um, I, you know, I always say on this show and, and anywhere else I speak that, you know, I believe Chelsea are good enough to beat most, most teams. You know, Burnley away, people would say on face value, um, they'd be expected to win. But it's never, it never works out like that. And a point away from home and win your home games, you know, that's usually the recipe for winning the league and, and you know, a blueprint if you like. Um, so, bearing in mind Burnley's home form, you would think that uh, a point there is quite good considering some of the scalps they've had and the way they've uh, applied themselves at home um, in the Premier League this year, um, it's not a bad point. But from the actual view of looking at it, Burnley versus Chelsea, and the way the two teams are at the moment, you'd say it's possibly two points dropped. But listen, I'll take that. Um, It's all about winning your home games. And uh, the way way it panned out again, it didn't come out too badly for us. You know, with only City making a bit of ground.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, exactly that, and I, I don't think any damage was done, it, and I agree with you. I think it was actually, in the circumstances, a pretty good point, but, you know, obviously people do like to overreact a bit. I mean, I'll be honest, Kerry, I mean, in a funny sort of way, I did enjoy that match. There was something quite old school about that. You know, it was physical, <laughs> it was horrible, horrible weather. I mean, the, it was bitterly cold, and a lot of mates that were up there were saying they were all suffering from hypothermia at the end of it and, uh, <laughs> you know, Burnley are a great old club. I mean, the other thing that was kind of coming out of the reaction at the weekend and, and uh, actually there was some really good uh, analysis on, on things like Match of the Day but there was quite a feeling that uh, Sean Dyche uh, did quite a good tactical uh, number on us in in a sense. I mean, I don't know if you you, you would agree with that or not. Well, I
1: mean, I, you know, I hear it time and time again and I, and I say it time and time again, you know, I think a lot of Managers have to do their jobs, and you know, part of the homework is that they look at the opposition. They decide um, how they're going to set their team out. They're going to make sure that the players do their job, picking up for corners, making sure they're marking set plays, where where to be in in, in open play, and so on. Um, you know, but you can't govern what players going to do if you're up against an Eden Hazard. How how do you plan a strategy or a tactic for that? Um, well, you know, they if he goes, if he lot. goes. <laughs> they kicked him a lot. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> it's very hard for managers to say, uh, you know, there's tactics for Lionel Messi and, and Suarez and people like this. So I, I don't necessarily buy into that they've done a number. It's always about they've done a number if the result comes out their way. You know, if Chelsea yeah. get one more goal and then, then, you know, it's as expected and they didn't do their homework. But, you know, okay, Burnley's home form is what it is. They fight in front of their fans, they have a go, they get stuck in. And, you know, they've got a few threats, as we've said. It was a wonderful free kick, I have to say, yeah, the goal was, that they yeah. scored. Um, so, there's some credit where it's due. Um, and in terms of what Sean Dyche did or didn't do, um, he's got his team fighting very hard to stay in the Premier League. He's working within the parameters that he can work. And on the day, it was a very good point for Burnley Football Club and, and credit to them and, and well done, mm. you know. And whether it be Sean Dyche or any other manager for that for that means, um, I, I don't go into the over-tactical brilliance about how a manager is, you know. Um, yeah. I really don't. You know, Zinedine Zidane, he must be absolutely great or he's absolutely hopeless, depending on which way you look at it. You know, in terms of the players that he's got, he must be absolutely great. Well... If you're a manager that falls into that job, like Pep Guardiola has done in the past, then you're a wonderful manager. Then you look on the back of a 4-0 beating in midweek to Paris Saint-Germain, and and all of a sudden you're a hopeless manager. So, Mm. you know, it it, it could work out anyway. I I don't necessarily go into it. Football's a results business. If you're winning, you're a wonderful manager. If you're losing, you know the consequences.
0: Yeah, I mean, mate, I I think that's a a really, really fair point. And I I mean, you know, I grew up, Absolutely believing that football was was basically it's a simple game, you know. And I and I do think there is a tendency with, you know, this kind of twenty four seven coverage of it these days that people just try and overcomplicate it. I mean, the other thing is, you know, I, I you know sometimes it amazes me actually. I think a lot of supporters are guilty of this: is that they they seem to think that there's only one team playing and that that's their team. And I mean, I agree, you know, to a certain extent, you know, we should beat most teams because we've got some excellent players. But there's no divine right to it. And sometimes, you know, the opposition can play really, really well. And sometimes you just have to say, well, OK, fair play. You play well. And I think that was a a really good example last last weekend. It really was.
1: Yeah, just on the back of that, I think that, uh, you know, going on to the managers and what you've just said, I think, uh, you know, when you look back at Jose Mourinho um, and you talk about managers, how brilliant or not brilliant they are and so on. And listen, says one of our best managers, but mm. you now and again, he could have said the opposition played really well. Nothing yeah. wrong with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he used to come out with these daft things, didn't he? Like the best team didn't win when we'd get beaten, you know. But I, We're I not be
1: going to go into that. We'll do, a, we'll do a whole show on what should could have we?
0: happened. could, couldn't we? You could. If, if, but was it the? If your uncle was you, I can't remember the same, But you know what? You get my drift. Um, just a couple of other things that I'd like to pick up on the Burnley game. Really, I mean, one, one of these we, we've actually spoken about uh, a fair bit um, on, on previous shows. But uh, I think that David Louise was was actually struggling with that knee injury uh on uh, during the game and there was one particular moment i mentioned this on the fan cast on monday actually but you know when the, somebody slid a ball through and uh, they got a, a, a well they should have scored frankly but he looked like he was finding it difficult to turn rather than completely missing the ball and it kind of begged the question that that, that you were talking about on on the show previously which was You can play through an injury up to a point but if you're not a 100% then, you know, there are other players that can come in and do a job and I kind of wondered about that when I saw that because he was struggling, mate.
1: Yep, and uh, other players will be thinking exactly the same. The likes of John Terry, the likes of uh, Kurt Zouma, they'll be thinking, you know, there's obviously a player not up to scratch. um, Whether he's better uh, or not better uh, when he's fully fit remains to be seen but at the moment, he's obviously struggling. And yet the manager still seems mm. to prefer a player half fit um, or not quite as fit as he should be instead of us. And we're on the bench there, itching to get him and show, us what, show what we can do for one reason or another. And and it's not happening. So um, a little bit galling for them players. But yeah, so ultimately, we talked about managers and so on. It's one of the managerial decisions. How long do you keep pushing David Louise, um through games? Yeah. Does the injury which he's got get worse? because of it, or does it? What is it one of them, rest and play, rest and play, but as you've said, if there's a certain situation against a top class side, where that knee is going to cause that situation, that's going to cost you the game, um, and it's a decision the manager has to make, and that's where managers earn their corn, deciding who to play where, and when, and for what reason, and um, mm-hmm. you know, he's playing Louise, um, at the moment, I'm going to say we're getting away with it. Um, if David Luiz is not fit and he makes major mistakes in two games running with six points and all of a sudden the gap gets shut, yeah. is Tonti a great manager? All of a sudden, you know, we've got John Perry Zuma sitting on the bench. You know, all these questions will be asked and uh, the pundits will be straight on it, um, that's for sure. But listen, while you're getting away with it, long may it continue.
0: Yeah, I mean, ultimately there was there was no damage done really in terms of the result. I mean, we don't know about Louise, and of course we we don't know the extent of the injury, so it's it's all guesswork. Of course, I think what would be interesting is had John Terry not uh, been injured because he was actually out injured, wasn't he, against Burnley? But yeah. had he been fit, yeah. I, it'd be interesting to see whether he might have been picked. But of course, we'll never know, will we?
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, the likes of JT, Kurt Zuma, anyone else uh, in that department who could be switched mm. to to play at centre half. No, um, they're going to be chip to be thinking, you know, he's playing with an injury this guy. Um, so it, it's not essential, but you know, maybe the manager feels it is essential in certain games to, to keep him going, and and the injury is not going to get any worse. They're obviously better informed, as you've already said, than we are. So you know, that's a decision that is taken.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, just the, the final point on the Burnley game. Um, you know, Costa didn't get much joy at all, although he he did what he always does, I think, and he he definitely put in a shift. But by, by Costa's standards he's he's in a bit of a goal drought at the moment. Um is there anything we should be worried about, do you
1: think? Not at all. Not at all. We all every striker has it. Um, you go through periods you, it might last for a while. But once you get into one it tends to stay and then for whatever mm. reason you break out of it. I remember once I was seven games in, I think it might have even been first season in the first division and uh scored against Arsenal win. I think it was something like seven, so, so many games I didn't score, and uh, I can't remember whether it's the right season or what, but I think it was Walsall, or, or I come back into a game, Walsall, I, was, I got one, then I got two, and then I went on a run, and I ended up uh, being top goal scorer by the end of November in the league, so, you know, something along them lines, it comes in phases, goal scoring, you know, yeah. um you stop and then you have a fantastic run. We've seen that before from uh, Costa. We've seen it from other goal scorers as well. You know, mm. however many goals they get, how how quickly they get them and, and so on. And when it comes to a drought, um, it could last five, six, seven games. Who knows? Mm. I don't quite know what Costa's is at the moment. You might be better informed on that one.
0: About four games maybe, three or four games. Four. I mean, he, yeah... Well, I think he, I don't think, I. I. you know, Kerry, I don't have the facts in front of me, but I think it must be around that. Of course, he missed that penalty, didn't he, against Liverpool? And I think yeah. he was uh, suspended before that. So anyway, whatever. But it, it's certainly a few games. And of course, you know, I think Costa Costa's basically getting one in two. It's pretty much his average. And uh, I mean, earlier in the season, he was pretty much scoring every game. I think the interesting thing, particularly having you on the show, this is one of the beauties of it, really. I mean, you've been there. So, I mean, what, what's it like for a striker who... You know, in, in a sense, you know, your job is to score goals. The team rely on you to score goals. And a lot of it is confidence, isn't it? So, I mean, how how does it affect you mentally if, if you do go on a bit of a, 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 you know, a bit of a drought, for want of a better word?
1: Well, as I've said, we've all been on. them. I mean, you look at, you know, Harry Kane was on one and they were saying one season wonder for a period and he hit back with a load of goals. And, you know, every strike has been through it. How does it affect you? You've just got to keep going. You've got to have a belief. You know, you talk yeah. about it. It's a, it's a confidence thing. For whatever reason, and it's very hard to, to say, you know, you get a goal-scoring chance and you'll miss it. Maybe something will happen, a misconnection. A, in my day, I used for the pitch as a, a bit of an excuse, you know, hit a divot or something like that. Now, these days, you've not quite got that, but um, thing, there's always a reason as to why, and you can't quite explain to people that happened, this happened, you know, a slight slip. Um, but when you're in that sort of route, everything can be attributed to why you're not scoring, and, and it seems to be that way. When you're in a scoring vein, you just shoot from anywhere, and for whatever reason, You takes a ricochet, and it's in the net. It, yeah. It's a strange way of doing things, and it's strange how it happens, But but it does happen like that. And uh, yeah. listen, there's certainly nothing to worry about. Listen, and also, he might not score for another two or three game, which, yeah. you know, would be people would be cause for concern. And people will be saying, I'll leave him out. He, you know, he's listen this and that. Give Bachelor a try and do all. But listen, he's part of a team that's, that's winning. And you don't, mm. he'll come through it. Um, and it's not a reason to panic. He's um, still mm. putting in a shift. Um, the likes of myself, Gary Lineker, and people like that, people just say, well, if you're not scoring goals, you're not contributing, you know, you're not part of it. But if the team is winning, then you are part of it. And, yeah. you know, um, at the moment, the, the team is winning, you know, albeit a slight blip at Burnley. But the team generally is winning and Diego Costa is a massive part of it. Jeez.
0: JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, eighteen plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. dot com. Yeah, it's fascinating it really is. I think that the underlying psychology behind it's quite quite fascinating and uh you know, it's, I'm reminded a bit, actually, because I'm, I'm a huge cricket fan as well, and you quite often and see, you know, international England batsmen, for example, and, the, you know, they tell you that their, their, their touch is really good. They're playing really well in the nets. It all feels good. And yet they keep finding ridiculously unlucky or stupid ways to get out, which yep. makes it look like they're in a really terrible, bad run of form. But the reality is, actually, their form's good. They're just not getting the rub of the green. And I, and I, and I get a sense of that, actually, with strikers, too. It's quite similar, I would have thought.
1: Very similar. You have to be mentally strong. I will be honest. Um, you know, and but at the end of the day, most people in that position who score goals, um, they are quite mentally strong. They're focused. Mm, they know what yeah. they're doing, and they don't mind missing. They want another chance. You know, you shouldn't get to a situation where you shy away from the opportunity. Um, if the opportunity presents itself to have a shot, shoot. You know you're the man. Yeah. You're the man that believes in yourself, and you're the man that can do it better than anyone else. That's why you're there. So yeah. you know, have self-belief. It's not. It's not me tipping Costa at all by any stretch of the imagination. But because I'm sure he's mentally strong, and I'm sure he's not too worried. He'll shrug it off, and I'm sure people will still want him in the side. I don't really see a major reason for concern.
0: It's really interesting that I mean, I, I you know, supporters have got a bizarre sense for that too. I mean, I, I've watched many a striker in all the time that I've been watching football, and and you know, you can see that. And I think supporters will will always you know forgive a striker if he's putting himself in those positions to to take the chance to take the shot, you know, rather than hiding. And, you know, and i've I've seen I've seen both, you know. Uh, so there we go. I, I'm with you, mate. I, I'm not worried about Costa at all. I mean, the, clearly the man's very mentally strong and he, he knows he's going to pick up his goal-scoring run again soon. So I'm no not worried at all. Um, shall we go, move on to the Wolves game, which, of course, as we all sure. know, is, is just horrendously difficult to predict because we don't really know uh, what side Conte is going to put out. Um, I mean, I'll kick off with that, really. I mean, do you have any ideas about who he might pick and who he might rest?
1: No, I don't have any ideas, but, you know, as, <laughs> as I've nice. already said, I'm pretty consistent, though in what I say as you regards are indeed,
0: mate.
1: Uh, As regards a manager as good as the side he picks. And if he picks yeah. a winning team, then he's done well. Um, he's done it in the past, you know, and, and I've mentioned Jose Mourinho. One of one of the arts of what he did, he managed to juggle it around and still get the result. Um, Conte seems to be doing a similar thing, you know, juggled a team around to, to various games to still manage to get the result. You think back to the previous round and the amount of changes he made, players all come in and done well. A lot of them players will be thinking, I'll be back in again every game. But it, it won't work that way because it'll be different opposition, a different scenario, and there'll be different tactics, different players involved opposing you. So, um, But some of them players will definitely be playing. Um, it's not an FA Cup team and a Premier League team, that's for sure. Um yeah. I think he'll I think he'll pick about will make half a dozen changes. Uh, mm. perhaps not nine, but I think mm. I think there'll certainly be about half a dozen. And, you know, it is an opportunity to give David Louise a rest. So if yeah. that knee and hopefully by next week we can get some clarification on that or someone somewhere will be able to shed some light on actually what his knee problem is, um, and how bad it is and what it is. Um, and then we'll be able to discuss that a bit more but if uh, if, he's, if he's in the situation he's in certainly he would be one that would be rested um, mm. to give me an opportunity to respond better um, bearing in mind the, the, the players we've got at the club who could possibly play in that position in this game I'm not saying it's going to be an easy game Wolves are a bit resurgent and um, I think you know Going to Molyneux is not going to be easy. They've got a big crowd as well. They're they're raucous. It's the FA Cup. It's going to be a a fair degree of fervour. So it's not going to be an easy game. You can't just not play as well. All of a sudden, get picked to play for Chelsea away from home and expect to come in and because it's Chelsea, you roll teams over. It doesn't work like that. So the players that do come in are going to have to do exactly what they did, Um, albeit at, at home last time. They've got to do it away. And it's a slightly different... Proposition, and I'm sure Conte's not, uh, uh, or the fact is not lost upon him, and he'll pick mm. the team accordingly.
0: Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good point, mate. I mean, it, in a funny sense, it's actually quite similar. I, I I see this match quite similar to the Burnley match. I mean, Wolves are, you know, a club with great tradition, and you know, we used to have a, a good bit of history with them back in the day. And it's a lovely old ground as well. And you're right. I mean, it's a proper, proper cup tie in many respects. I mean, the one thing that, that, that gives me a little bit of confidence is is that, uh, you know, Paul Lambert has got a terrible record against Chelsea. I think, I think we, we beat Villa 8-0 when he was the manager or something of, of Villa. <laughs> so, you know, I know I, and that, might, that might play on his mind a bit. But on the other hand, you know, they did very well to knock both Stoke and Liverpool out. So they really can't be taken lightly at all, can they?
1: Not at all. Um, you know, I, I fully believe they, they are resurgent under him. Um, Kenny Jackett, of course, did a good job for Wolves, but you know they have their, they have their problems. But their results have seemed to have picked up of late, and you know uh, it's not going to be easy. Uh, no easy game. You, you don't go away anywhere. You fight know, with the old crowd, the Molyneux and and uh, the FA Cup, and you know it, it is a traditional FA Cup game, and, and it makes for the great weekends, and everyone will be looking for the upsets. And I'm not saying this will be first portal call on the upsets, but, you know, people will look at it and say, well, Chelsea, Chelsea field a slightly weakened side, the manager gets it slightly wrong, all of a sudden early goal, referee decision. Yeah. Who knows?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I mean, actually, I mean, if we look at looking at cup shocks this weekend, um, obviously if Arsenal beat Sutton, that'll be a massive shock. You know? <laughs> But uh, yeah. anyway, moving on. I mean, I was actually looking looking back at some past fixtures, and I mean, bizarrely, your your Chelsea career, you you managed to completely avoid playing Wolves. I think we last well, you know, we played them in '83 and then again in '94. So your entire career, you missed out on playing against Wolves for Chelsea, I think. But of course, the last time we met them in the cup was in '94, uh, when we I think it was the quarter final, and we beat them one nil. Of course, that was the year uh, we went on to the cup final. Of course, you know, we beat Luton on the way, didn't we? Um, That's right. But, uh, yeah, exactly. So, I'm, uh, um, you know, I, I kind of like looking for, you know, as you always do as a supporter, little clues, you know, if we beat them, will we go on to the final? But I think we're now getting close enough to it for really to smell it, I think. Um, and I know that most Chelsea supporters, they absolutely love the FA Cup and it would be lovely to go to Wembley again and, and win it again. And we've had some great times out there in recent history. Um, but I think Conte actually takes, you know, he, albeit that he might rest a few of the players, I think he takes the cup competitions quite... Seriously, judging from his track record in Italy, I mean, he didn't ever just focus on the league. So, you know, mate, do you think do you think there might be a double in it this year, Kerry?
1: Well, I'm I'm not saying a double yet. You know, you're, you're getting carried away a little bit, like the Premier League wrapped up or something like that. It's it's, it's not my style, Dave, to do that sort of thing. But but I but I I totally agree with you as regards. Um, we'd love an FA Cup final to go to at the yeah. end of the season, yeah. and and we're not in Europe. You know, so so why not? You know, um, it's the major cup competition in this country domestically. Um, so so why not? You know, and supporters do love it. He's never experienced it over here. Um, Conti I'm talking about. And why not go for it? You know, it's a wonderful occasion, the FA Cup mm-hmm. final. And, and everyone loves it. You're absolutely right. Look forward to a day out. It's, it's, it's really good. And we've done quite well at it recently. So, you know, let's have another one. You know, yeah. field a decent side. I'm not saying you need to field your top side, but... You know, it's a good opportunity for the, you know, the Chalabars, the Aki's, the people of this world, the Loftus Chiefs and that, to come in and have a go. Um, albeit, you know, don't throw them all in at once, I, I, I always say. And, and, you know, and then you've only got yourself to blame if it does go wrong. But, you know, there's going to be a fair springs in the youngsters and uh, and players that haven't necessarily had game time. So that, that is going to happen. And it is a good opportunity, but uh, it's great for the club if they can all go to the FA Cup final again at the end mm. of the season. And uh, as well as just keep jogging along in the league nicely, I'll say that, mm. rather than a double at this stage of the season.
0: <laughs> no, good for you, mate. Fair point. I mean, it's interesting, actually, because, I mean, uh, you know, you, you know, we're about the same age and, of course, everybody, either supporters or, I suspect, players back in those days, you know, going to an FA Cup final and winning the FA Cup final was, was one of the best things that you could do as a footballer. And I, I just wonder if, uh, you know, with so many foreign players playing in the... Uh, In in England these days, I wonder if they get it to the extent that people like you did.
1: No, I'm not sure. I'm pretty certain they don't. Um, You know, and they won't get it until they've experienced it and understand it. Um, You know, because the mentality of the modern player is that they're brought up. uh, Champions League is everything. They all want to play in the Champions League, and then and then the Premier League or La Liga or Serie A, wherever they're playing or playing their trade, is where they need to be. Um, it, it's a different way they're brought up. But nevertheless, it's up to the old guard and, and the f- supporters certainly make it known. Yeah. You know, um, they're not immune m- modern players to fan casts and podcasts and, and, and punditry and people's opinions and, and supporters actually at the games letting them know what they feel about this. And, uh, you know, They'll soon get the message if uh, if they don't understand what the FA Cup's all around. You are playing one or two games, you you can smell the atmosphere. You, you've already said about smelling things. The atmosphere, it, it comes through. It's, it just gives it that bit of edge. And, uh, you know, the Wolves fans will be baying for blood. It will create an atmosphere. Chelsea fans will be there in abundance as well. And uh, they'll be expecting. So, you know, it, it, it's all there to play for. And once you experience these games, and the final obviously will be the highlight of it all, Um if indeed we get there so mm. it should get through um, first time round perhaps not and sometimes they don't really feel what it, what it's all about but listen the FA Cup the English FA Cup final for many many a year has been one of the most looked at occasions in world football and um, that's never going to change I, I still think many many people all over the world look at the English FA Cup final and once again it'd be nice for Chelsea to be there
0: yeah. Amen to that, mate. I mean, actually, you mentioned the supporters. I mean, we've got something like 4,600 travelling up because we get a bigger allocation. But uh, the demand for tickets was insane. I mean, I, I, I'm gutted. I haven't got one, so I won't be there on Saturday. So I shall be, uh, you know, watching it on my armchair, sadly. But uh, <laughs> they really are. They they are great fun. I mean, I'm really excited about it. Actually, there's something about the FA Cup that it, it, it still, you know, gets under your skin, certainly does mine. Uh, and it would be lovely, wouldn't it, for uh, for Antonio Conte to emulate uh, another brilliant Italian manager that we had, Mr Ancelotti, and be, hopefully to become the second uh, Chelsea manager to achieve a double. But as you said, let's park that thought for now. Uh, first of all, <laughs> we really need to nail our colours to the mast, don't we? What, what are you going to go for then, Kerry, prediction-wise?
1: I've got to say, whatever team we put out, they'll be crying. They'll be in abundance. They'll be exuberance. They'll be youth. Um, they'll be uh, skill and ability. I'm going for three-one away. Oh, you know,
0: I, do you know, yeah. I really have no idea about how this is going to go at all. But I mean, I can't, I can't see us, you know, I never predict us to lose. So I'm not going to do that, and I'm, and I just can't see us drawing. I think, I think that we're too good for them at the end of the day, and I think, I think Conte. Is too good a manager. I don't think he's going to take it lightly at all. And I think perhaps Mark Hughes and Klopp probably did uh, when they played uh, Wolves. And I think, as I remember, I mean, I think Liverpool pretty much put out uh, almost a youth team against them. And I don't see Conte doing that. I think he's too savvy. So I'm going to I'm going to go for two one, Kerry. I'm going to be a bit more cautious than you for a change. And I'm going to go two one. Yep. Okay. So so right. two
1: one or three one. I'll take either, Dave
0: absolutely and I can't wait as I said hopefully we get a lovely old run I'd love another visit to Wembley this year before we have to go there if, if indeed we do go there when we move temporarily but we'll see about that as well mate that's brilliant I, I'm loving your insight this week it's been a real pleasure I've enjoyed the show today and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week thank you very much Dave pleasure mate speak to you then take care